Good morning and welcome to the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Today is Monday, which means that we're interviewing and talking to neat, interesting people from all around the community. Today we have a Stone and Don't Kill Carrots. What up, guys? How you guys doing? Yo, hey. Right. <laughs> ah, Uh-oh. gotta love that dude. fucking enthusiasm. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that we pay for around here. <laughs> you can't, you can't buy that kind of enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, shit. Thanks, 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 thanks for having us, dude. Like, it's super cool. Ah, oh, thank you for coming. Real. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we appreciate y'all coming. Remember, out. we don't pay you to come; we pay you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same way to you. Treat hookers as you don't. Exactly. You don't pay them to have sex with you. You pay them to leave afterwards. That's right. Well, but we always approve. We appreciate you. Let us come. That's what my dad told me. Dad's a wise man. Dad's wise man, wise man, he was. Wise man. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you guys hey, got we... uh, going on? Anything cool? Anything fantastic? Glorious? Um, well, I've been working on this steel mag grow along. It's all right. Seems pretty cool. Nice. How long you guys been growing for? Carrot says the time. Uh, <laughs> no, more of like not like... One. Okay. Yeah, I was like, not, yeah, not the number of hours. Well, how about we start with uh, what do you guys use? The bags, totes, shoe boxes? Um, I, I call them like little mini monotubes. I use a Sterilite a 27 quart, 26 liter. Okay. Yeah. Those, are, those are my perfect upside down, perfect hybrid toads. Right. I mean, they're they're tall. They're like you know decent, oh, yeah. like monotub height. But like, yeah. yeah, small little monotubs. I like them. They're nice for my space and whatever. They fit good. They stack up. So. Yeah, I got I got five going at the same time. I got five five in a stack. They work perfect. Yeah, definitely. I do about the same. Yeah, I've been experimenting with the bags and doing some like one gallon water jugs since I got through so many of them. I had a bunch of empties lying around. I've been having great success with just straight Ziploc bags. Nice. Yeah. Um, the prison fun. style. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. This is cheap. Ziploc bag. It works, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. use. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, sorry. I, 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 when I run out of tubs, I just use random containers from around my house. It works out well most of the time. Most of the time. Oh, as yeah. long as your grain's good and your CBG's been at least pasteurized, if not sterilized, you shouldn't have an issue if it's closed up. Dude, I've seen people grow some shit and weird stuff. CBG <laughs> is the core vermiculite uh, like, like gypsum. gypsum. I know. I was trying to be funny. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it, it worked. It, it worked. Yeah. I was I was 
take it back. Where are you? Lots of questions. We're used to lots of questions. So we're just automatically fucking answer everything. <laughs> no, true. No, I totally get it. <laughs> uh, I definitely had my uh, a while answering questions. I mean, I still answer questions if they're easy to answer. But, or like simple to answer. Like I don't have to type a lot. You know, that's my ideal question, to be honest. Right. <laughs> I'd say my, my favorite random container grow that I've seen on the internet has been uh, stuffed animals. Where people oh. like, fuck it. Where they take all the stuffing out of the stuffed animals and then like shove it full of fucking shit and then like grow <laughs> in the stuff, grow in the stuffed Whoa. animals. The mushrooms just grow through the fur, like all <laughs> out. It's like fucking wild and mutant. Dude, yeah, it's stuff. It's I should have posted brilliant idea. We should have a contest. We all start at the same fucking time, except it's a grow of fucking. It'll be the curiosity grow or something. Fucking, we all have to find something stupid to grow something in, and we take. Awesome. Uh, I think everybody we got to we got to level the playing field a little bit. Maybe we we just have like everybody gets the same stuffed rabbit or something like that, you know, and we just use that or like the same container. Uh, right. Because well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but 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 then if then it won't, then won't, everything's gonna be the same. No, I mean, I mean, it's fucking nightmare it is to watch like mushrooms grow out of a doll head it's fucking great yeah but if everyone has the same doll (laughs) yeah i want something freaky and disgusting i want i don't know i want some fucking edible panties wrapped around a fucking diaper i want something cool something that fucking hurts my eyes when i look at it (laughs) i've been looking at all those guys growing in like cheese and uh, noodles and Thinking about like, just grabbing some random item from the grocery store. Well, I, and <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody growing on noodles. So what was that? Was that uh was that ninety seconds maybe? I don't remember. It was a while back. Well, They're I mean noodles would noodles. work. It's just like a lot of carbohydrates, so I mean it'll work. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was looking like uh, some Reddit posts, so <laughs> it might have just been some random heads on there. Hmm. I'll come up with something cool. What's no, There's definitely a lot of ways to go about it that we could do something fun like that. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make a fucking like a dead. What do you call those things? Uh, where you grow the grass on the fucking head of a fucking statue? A chia pet. Chia pet. Chia pet. I'm gonna grow a chia dead pool. <laughs> Dude, we should do that with Furbies. We should get a Furby and like you know just like dollars. Like the ones that are broken and donated to like Goodwill, we should get some jacked up Furbies and grow out of those because you know how nightmarish that would be. That would be awesome. I'm in. <laughs> Furbies, I'm down. Okay. So I did yeah. have a few questions. We were coming upon okay. the season for the plants and uh, outdoor, and I got some tomatoes, sweet pepper, and hot pepper. All right, kind let's of- do this kind of wondering how to go about like getting a bed for all of these going together because i'm not a soil expert so. okay so are you doing with brand new soil or are you you're gonna go in the ground right so yeah. is it like a new place that you've never grown before yeah the area that i'm gonna use is definitely just grass okay cool don't get rid of the grass uh, wait where are you at are you in a hot place or a cold place i'm on the coast but cool Okay. 
Well, uh, in the, down here, I'll tell you how I do it down here when I'm doing it. Like if I'm doing like gorilla garden, if I'm renting a place, or uh, you know, I don't want to build a big ass garden bed and piss off a landlord or something like that. Or if it just happens to be like we get pretty damn hot here, you know, in Texas. So um, what we don't we don't have a problem with not enough sun. We have a problem with too much sun. So what I do is I go and I mow the lawn down like pretty pretty low. And then I just use postal diggers and dig holes that are like, you know, maybe 18 inches deep. And then I throw like a dead fish and a handful of like rabbit food in the bottom of the hole. And then I just plant the plant on top of it in the grass. Uh, it does fine. Like absolutely perfectly fine. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, not a problem at all. Uh, the grass keeps it cool and also keeps like uh, beneficial insects around. So you don't end up with like a massive aphid problem or anything like that. Um and uh, it uh, uh, keeps, like, water retention and everything else going on and acts like a living mulch. So everybody's always like, oh, they're going to compete for stuff. Not really. They perform a mycelial relationship, and everybody gets along pretty well. Uh, they don't do well with uh, um, squash. Squash and grass tend to compete. But, like, your solanaceae, your hot peppers, your your tomatoes, things like that, get along fine with grass. They, they love it. They get along great with it. They're good enough. So, so you, you can make you, a real... I was say, you don't recommend like a raised bed, uh, just... Uh... Oh, you could do that if you want to get super fancy. But I don't. Like, is everybody... like Because you can minimize this window, right? And you can go back to the chat if you go to the FAFO General, I'll show you what I mean. I have pictures, and I didn't do anything. I just left the, the water going for the, uh, like, just like the regular sprinklers, you know, so it just waters whenever it waters the grass. And it's just absolutely no input or screwing around with it at all. I'll drop a picture with a couple of pictures of like six foot tall freaking tomato plants and I didn't do anything special to them. Oh. They're just they're just literally I I like fishing and so I just catch like random fishes and shit. Nice. And uh just like just whatever random shit and pop it in the ground. Like uh here's Oh yeah. That's a Native American tech the fish in that hole. That's that's where I heard about it. How I've heard yeah, about that. So there's uh that's tiniest when she was super super tiny before she could walk, but there was literally just like uh, just peppers like in the grass like in the grass that's all it is. There's I just pop a hole and I hope I don't know if I have a picture of the holes. Yeah no I didn't take any pictures when I was digging the holes but it's just a a postal digger just pop a couple holes in the ground and uh, drop your plant in and that's it like that is it. But you can see that it's just in the grass. And you know what I did when I moved out? Is I just pulled the stakes up and just ran everything over the lawnmower. And you couldn't even tell that I was gardening or farming there at all. Nice. Security deposit, uh, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't make a big bed I had to do anything with. Didn't screw up anything at all. Didn't hit the sprinklers. Nothing like that, man. Like, uh, just uh, the, when the Lawn sprinklers would go off. It was the only time anything would get watered. And then you can see over on the far right, I had stuff in like buckets. But that was like eggplants and shit like that. It doesn't do well in the grass. But the, everything else does just absolutely fantastic in the grass. 
Because he had a huge ash tomato leaves like the size of my hand. Um, and then how yeah, would I go about amending that? I wouldn't. Uh, like I said, when you had, when you drop a fish or like some uh, uh, rabbit food in the bottom of the hole, that's pretty much all it's going to need. If you do want to fertilize it, you can just like you can just fertilize it with the regular stuff you fertilize your grass with. If you see that, I put the 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 spaces far enough apart, left to right and front to back, so I could run the lawnmower between them and between the rows, right? Like in yeah. a grid pattern. Yeah. So. I would just fertilize the grass like I'd fertilize the grass and then uh, like iron, you know, like regular 10, 10, 10 fertilizer, stuff like that. And uh, that's it. I mean, not just mow the grass. I could mow the grass. Uh, that's, it's what, so what about the low. egg? What about you ever do the oh. egg thing? Uh, I've put eggshells in the bottom, but if you're going to put, if you're going to put like a, we have, we call them perch in Texas. Right. But what they are is they're just sunfish. It's like okay. generic, random, shitty little palm-sized sunfish. Right? Yeah, sunfish, crappies. So, I gotcha. Yeah, just any sort of little random palm-sized sunfish or small catfish is perfect for this. You can go catch them in pretty much any stream or pond or anything like that and just drop them whole in the hole. They've got all the bones, which bones have tons of calcium. They got all the guts and they got all the meat and everything. And meat has lots and lots of uh, nitrogen. It breaks down almost directly into nitrogen. Right. So that's it. That's it. It's 100% fertilizer. That's all you freaking need for an entire season and you're done. If you wanted to get really fancy and do it above ground, like, uh, you know, pots or, or a hydroponic system like we've talked about, you can. But this is just, if you're going to, if you just want to grow a shitload of peppers and a shitload of tomatoes super fast, in the ground uh, with the minimal amount of effort. This is literally it. It's poke a hole, drop some dead shit in it. And uh, underneath that plant, actually, the tiniest is sitting next to is a squirrel. So you don't have to have, like, fish. You can just shoot the neighbor squirrels and drop them in the hole. Basically, we're just looking for bodies, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, bodies. Uh, like, you know, a homeless person's hand, a diabetic foot. Anything like that will work great. If it fits, it's great. That's got Yeah, it. yeah. If it fits in the hole. Is... About that. I do have like whole ass trout. Is that way too much for a singular tomato? No, plant? not at all. Cut but that if, you're gonna, but if you're gonna, if you've got like a pretty decent sized trout, you're gonna want. You're not gonna want to put it directly in the fucking hole. You can you can put it to the side, like maybe three or four inches. Or if you're gonna do, if you're gonna put it in the hole, put it in the hole. Make the hole like twenty inches deep, and then that like put your you know kind of bend the freaking trout kind of in a U and put it down the bottom. Then throw a handful of dirt on top of it. Then put your plant on top. But I like to put my plants deep. So if I'm doing an eighteen, and I like long leggy tomatoes. So when I go buy them from a the store, I want long ones because all the little hairs on the plant turn into roots. So uh, I like to strip off all the leaves and everything. So I have this long like stem and only like the top like two inches above soil. So I drop that whole freaking long ass thing down in that hole and then cover it up. And so I've already got a really deep root system and then the little roots go bam and then they hit the fish and just goes apeshit. They don't have to do anything else to it the rest of the season. No fertilization, just water and you're done. Man, I wish I had some pictures of the 
I wish I had some pictures of the squirrels in the holes. They always <laughs> piss people off. It always pissed people off when I posted the pictures of it, right? Because it was like, they were like, is that a squirrel? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> it just fell. It just fell into the hole. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, dude, those things, yeah, dude, those things fall out of trees all the time, dude. I don't know what they're doing half the time. Yeah, this is at the end. <laughs> I, just, I just sent another picture. It's the end of the season. It was like, you know, late fall. Everything's kind of scraggly looking, but you can see that they're still just loaded down with tomatoes. Um, and that, that, that plant that there. That's a line? Or just a hose? That's just a, just a hose because it was at the end of the season. I was done, like, with the – I turned the, 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 the sprinkler off for the year, and so I was just watering by hand. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could see that, that big bushy one on the left has a squirrel under it. <laughs> the squirrels work real well. They're they're very nitrogen rich. Oh man, my wife I mean, gets so mad at me too because I would like I would sit I, I wanted to put more and more plants. Like this is only one corner of the yard. I did the whole freaking backyard in tomatoes. And uh so I I started like putting like a little like paper plates with like corn and shit on them out there, and then sitting in the freaking window. And like just drinking beer and waiting for the fucking squirrels to show up. <laughs> so that I could tag them with a BB gun because what about I wasn't birds? getting enough squirrels. Birds are nice. Hey, birds. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pigeons uh, will work great, man. Because they annoy just the fuck not, out of me. Yeah, just don't right. put like, you know, just don't like burrowing owls. Just avoid, avoid endangered species. <laughs> right. Pretty much, I don't know. I think any uh, common vermin will will work. Yeah, mice for mouse traps. Perfect. Yeah, you need you need probably like six or eight mice if you're gonna do like mouse traps. You need quite a few of them. But yeah, you need quite a few pinkies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, just or just have a pet rat for about fucking two weeks and you'll be set for a fucking farm. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, <laughs> definitely. Like, I started doing this with the tomatoes because we'll, we'll go out and shoot feral. Jesus, son, breathe. But uh, we'll go we'd go out and shoot feral hogs like a bunch of them and then take the, the, the backhoe and dig a slit trench. It's like, you know, three feet deep and then just with the with the loader on the tractor, just dump feral hogs in this trench, like mass grave style. Like, you know, we're trying to bury <laughs> Jews. And, uh, oh, yeah. and then we'd go back there, and then about every... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get some hate mail for that one. And then... Uh, I've already, got, I've already then, gotten it. Uh, <laughs> who, t- who already told you to fuck off? Nobody's listening to us live right now. No, so, not about uh, this, but other bullshit. Screw them. What, what people call me racist? Do they know yeah. I've got a Mexican? I own one. Well, I mean, so, uh, <laughs> I have a, <laughs> my wife's Mexican. If people think we're racist, yeah. they don't know us. They just they just heard. They us. don't they, know they, us they, at they all. They don't know us then. Yeah. I'm like I'm a half breed. I've got a I got a Mexican wife. My kids are half breed. Like I mean, I'm an equal opportunity. I uh, hate everybody, so 
whatever. Yeah, I just, I really hate everybody. You should hear me rag on freaking white people. Shit. Fuck okay, track. anyway. <laughs> Goddamn. Traitor park bitches. So, uh, I dig these slit trenches, and about every 16 feet or so, I'd plant, like, a tree. An apple tree or, like, a pecan tree or something like that to bring more wildlife in, right? And uh, that's it. Like, that's all the feeding or care those trees ever got in a freaking life. And uh, they would, they were just, we did it on the, excuse me, on the ranch. And we're not planting like um, special apple trees, right? I would just buy like organic, like apples and then just plant the seeds, but I'd plant them in PVC tubes. So I'd take like, you know, a four inch PVC tube. It's like three feet long. There you go. Hit that yeah. there. Now you can. So uh, I'd, I'd take these PVC tubes. I'd stand them all up in a little bitty rack. And it uh, looks like a test tube rack, kind of. And um, put the apple seed in the top so that I could. So it had a long root system, you know. All right. When it got. Yeah. And then I could just take the little. I just I just lightly put the cap on the bottom. But I could just push it out with a, with a broom handle. Like from the from the top down, because it, right. it never seemed to want to come out from the bottom up. But uh, I just push it out. I just get it real wet, push it out with the broom handle, then drop that like basically apple spear in the ground, and uh, just right on top of all the dead animals. And this, this, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna make like your Macintosh apple or some cosmic crisp or anything. It's gonna make an apple, but it's not. It's not going to be the same as you'd buy from the store. It might be a little bitty crab apple guy. It might be a big apple. It might be the best apple in the world. You never know. But it's going to make an apple and it's free. Uh, and it's great for the wildlife. Like apple trees get huge, like oak and size. Don't get they feral get... started on apple porn, on tree porn. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> apples, we got some wild apples that are out here. I'm going to make yeah. so What do you know about? Wild well, crap, BMW shit, you know, and I don't know what I can draft and take from the wild and put in my backyard. So it's kind of fast. Yeah, you can totally do. How I would go yeah. about that? Okay, so uh, let's let's talk about apple stealing apples first. So there's three different ways to do this. There's one is right as they start leafing out, like when they form little buds. You want to take uh, cuttings from the new growth. And then you could actually just clone that. So have you ever seen a hydro cloner with the sprays like mist on the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's seen the water cloner, right? Because everybody here probably grows weed. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, aeroponics, like aeroponic cloner. So dip it in your hydrogel, like root cloner, and then you put it down your little air clon- air cloner, and you're gonna clone that. Right? But at that point it's gonna be on its own root stock. It's going to take a while too. It'll, it'll, you want about a, a four inch piece, uh, if you're going to do that. So that's method number one. Method number two is, um, to, uh, literally just buy, just get some rootstock. You can do that any way you want. You can also take and clone it off of another apple, right? By, uh, just buying a shitty apple from Lowe's or Home Depot or something. And then, you're going to go, and once that wood starts making buds, like it's going to put leaves out, you clip it off. You're going to want to just in, you want to keep it um, from getting dried out on the end. So I usually just take a jar of water 
or like a baggie full of wet paper towels and then wrap up my cut in, cut pieces with that. They you know, knock your other your your sky that's your little sky out guy, right? Like your little uh little clone piece you got. You only need about like a two inch piece or a one inch or two inch piece of that. And then you're gonna go to your mother wood, your new mother, and you're gonna go to an area where it's got starting new growth on a branch that's starting new growth right before the new growth starts. So if you go to the end of the branch and you've got some new growth coming off, you want to back up about two inches, scrape away the uh uh the the bark a little bit, notch it out, and stick your stick in there and then tape that bitch up. Well you can use electrical tape, uh you can use grafting tape, which is real fancy, or any other stuff, and it'll grow. Saran wrap. Uh it's yeah. it's yeah, saran wrap's really easy. And then there's method number three, which is air layering. Where what you're going to do is you're going to go into this plant. You're going to take a real sharp knife. You're going to very, very carefully scrape the top layer of bark off to where you get to that that yellow kind of shiny looking bark. And you're just going to take your knife and make one tiny little cut in it. Like you're trying to slit it open, right? Just one little nick. And uh, then you're going to take a handful of dirt and saran wrap. Just put it up there on the branch and then wrap the shit out of it. And what it'll do is it'll end up growing roots down into that uh, saran wrap. And one, and you can look at the saran wrap every, like, once in a while. Like, I wouldn't even look for, like, six weeks. And then once you look down in there and it's full of roots, you can just cut it off of the mom, and now you have a little tree. Does that make sense? It's called air layering, and that's how you, like, the fastest way to do things. You're basically um, collaring a fucking plant, right? You're talking about when you put it all the way around. No, you only want to do it. You don't want to do the whole, you don't, you don't want to do it all the way around. You don't want to collar it. You just want to scrape off like what, like the underside of the branch, just the top layer of the bark. So that you get to like uh, the the growing part, which is kind of a yellowy, silvery kind of color. And then I make one small cut. I don't go the circumference of the branch. I literally just go down the branch. And it's a cut that's like maybe a quarter of an inch long. Uh, and all it's to do is just to allow the the healing of the the tree to touch the dirt. And then all it goes, oh, okay, now I'm going to freaking throw some roots down because we're touching the ground. And that's it. It, it works really, really fast and easy. Uh, but it's good. Once again, it's going to be on its own root stop. So if you have, if you live in an area that has like crazy nematodes, you need a nematode resistant wood, then you're not going to be in the best place. For uh, using its own rootstock, it'd probably be best to buy some because apple rootstock is cheap. We're talking, it's just scraggly ass apples that they have hybridized to the point where it doesn't really make a fucking apple that's edible, but it makes roots like, and um, it has really desirable characteristics like disease resistance, nematode resistant, root rot resistant, blah, blah, blah. and then they just chop the tops off of them, wrap them in newspaper, and send them to you. And you just put whatever you want on top of it. So uh, it's just like sending you a dead body and you're supplying the head. Nice. <laughs> yeah, what was the, yeah, it's really freaking easy, man. It, it, people overcomplicate it. Uh, it's, 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 it sounds, I'm making it sound more complicated than it is, but if you actually watch it happen, you get people who can do, you know, a thousand graphs an hour. Uh, so, because it's so fast and easy. It's just like slit, cut, jab, tape up, go. Slit, cut, jab, tape up, go. 
Sounds like exactly. making clones off a fucking pot plant. <laughs> it, it's that's where it, it started with trees and people made it work with pot. So it's exactly the fucking same. Same process. Yeah. Awesome. I can do about fucking 20 of those things in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. is this pretty much what you see when you go to the grocery store or to Home Depot and you find the vine plants like grapes and berries and stuff like that? They're in those little bags. Basically, have a graphing over. So they. No. Okay. Uh, are they? They're selling them in bags already. So uh, if they're selling them in like uh, like bags or pots, what they do is they're growing them in the ground. They didn't grow them in that pot or that bag. Or like when you buy uh, rose bushes and they come in a little plastic baggie, they didn't grow them in that bag. What they do is they use a power washer. They grow them in sandy, loose soil in huge rows. And they go in there with a power washer and they just wash away the roots. And then they have the little, they just go in there and just cut them and then throw them into a bag and throw a handful of potting soil on top of them. They're basically, that's, that's pretty much how it works. Oh, it's, okay. uh, we'll yeah, it's really, really freaking easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, uh, pretty easy. I, you could buy bare root apple trees, like really nice apple trees, like Wolf River or Black uh, Arkansas and all these other good ones, uh, for cheap, like seven or eight bucks. Or you can buy them in a two gallon pot for forty, fifty, sixty dollars. Uh, and they come from the same fucking way. They grew them in the ground. They power washed the dirt off of them. They chopped the roots off. One, they just put them into a pot and threw a couple of handfuls of dirt on top of them and ship it to you. And you're paying for all the extra weight of the dirt in the pot. And the other one, they just leave the roots bare, wrap them up in wet newspaper, and ship it to you in a freaking cardboard box. And then you just take it out of the box, you know, take the carefully take off the wet cardboard, and then drop it in the ground and put some dirt on top of it. So one, you're LARPing that it grew in a pot. The other one, it just you you know it didn't grow in the pot, and you're just putting it in the ground. Definitely. And then I think okay. Deadpool asked about the cold, hardy kiwi. Yes. Okay, these guys are fucking great. So there's, there's, as far as I understand, two varieties. You have uh, what's called an Arctic kiwi, and then you have what's called a kiwi berry, right? Okay. So uh, the Arctic kiwi is a, if you go to the grocery store and you find those not-so-furry kiwis, they're just green, and they're about half the size of the big furry kiwis, but they're just, they don't have so much fur on them. Right. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. That's what, that's those, are. that's all that is. It's an Arctic kiwi. Yeah. I used yeah, to eat cool. those when I was a kid, not knowing what the fuck they were. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're great. They'll take down to like negative 20 degrees. Uh, Ooh. so yeah. So if you get super, super cold up there in the Arctic where you're fighting polar bears and penguins and shit, like what yep. uh, Deadpool does on a daily, what he's <laughs> going to want to do is he's going to want to, uh, just throw like a hay bale over the top of the roots. Uh, during the, uh, during the winter winter, just throw a hay bale, just break up a hay bale over the top of the roots and call it a day. Just to get it some, so the frost and everything just doesn't sit on there all winter long. But right. it's going to wake back up and go to town. There, anywhere else in the United States, like say Mason Dixon line and below, uh, just it'll grow year round. So it's not a big deal. Uh, now those are, that's those. Now you need to have, there's, they actually have sexes. Yeah, so they have more than one different plant to get fruit. Yeah. Well, they're very easy to sex by the time they're a, 
about six inches tall. So uh, because of the pattern of the leaves. So you're going to end up, you'll have, uh, you need one male to every five to ten females. Just like an apocalypse bunker. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're going to do one male to every five, uh, five or so uh, females. Um, the males do also produce fruit, but not as much as the females. Uh, so it's not like a total loss of just planting the one male plot, male, male. But they do great, man. They really, really do produce. Are, are, a these, lot. are, are we talking about the same ones where they, uh, they're vines? They will like go up and make trellises and everything else? Uh, yes, they're awesome. very, very large vines. Now, what my favorite thing to do with them is to grow them on a, uh, like a, what, I'm going to try to describe it, but I'm going to do a bad job. I, I use like an umbrella shape. But what I do is I just take a, I make a cross and then I put a beam on top of that going the opposite direction. So it's like an X in the air, right? Does that make sense? Like for Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So I, I make I make like a basically an X in the air. And then every time the vine gets, starts growing off, I just send it down another side. And so what happens is the vine grows up and down and up and down and back and forth, back and forth. And you can walk under it and it, it becomes after about two years like a fucking tree like uh like the vine itself the 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 base of the vine will get like the size of a two liter coke bottle and then you'll just turn into this giant tree on top and it makes picking the fruit super easy because you just walk underneath it and just pick all the fruit you want you don't have to worry about trying to climb through some crazy vine or lifting it off the side of the fence because it's a, it's a sweet smelling vine and fucking wasps like it. They do. They really do like it. So uh, it has got pretty good sized wasp hiding leaves. I'd prefer to walk underneath it and be able to look and go, ha ha, there's a wasp nest, than to lift it up off the fence to look for the kiwis and get my face full of wasps. Right. So, uh, <laughs> or you could take a cattle, like a cattle panel. Everybody knows what a cattle panel is. Right, like a, it's a no. It's a I'm not sure. it's like a sixteen foot piece of fence that you can buy at like Home Depot and stuff. It's like four feet tall. You know, oh, they, they use it the to, rolls. Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't come in a roll. It comes in just a long sixteen foot piece. Okay. Uh, they're like they used to be cheap. They used to be under twenty bucks. I don't know what they're going for now. Probably thirty, but uh, and it's only about a three foot three foot tall, four foot tall, and they're just dying to keep cows in. You put a couple of T-post sticks to it, it's like instant fence shit. You can buy them pretty much any outdoors place or Home Depot. Well, a lot of people do. My next question, actually, anyways, I was going to ask you to deter deer and elk and all these, like, small critters. Should I just go by uh, those? We'll get, to, we'll get to that. They're Elk are a lot fucking harder to deter than deer are. So, uh, elk don't give a fuck. <laughs> elk, don't, elk just don't give a shit, man. I've seen them walk through game fences. So, uh, anyway, so I'll take the cattle panel and I'll bend it in a freaking U, right? So I'll put about, I'll put a stake about eight foot apart because it's 16 foot, 16 foot. A stake about eight foot and then I'll just put it up against that stake and then just hold the other end and walk towards it till it inverts into a U and then stake it down the other side and then grow your kiwis up over the top of that. And, uh, then you can just walk through it like a tunnel and pick your kiwis all you want. That thing also works good for like passion fruit, vines, grapes, all sorts of different things. So that's 
articues. Now, there's a kiwi berry, which uh, is a South American berry. It, they also call them, like, uh, I think another name for them is mouse melon. Um, they look like, uh, they, they, they grow on a little vine that looks a lot like a miniature cucumber vine. And the vines only get about four or five feet, but it makes dozens and dozens and dozens of tiny kiwi looking fruit, like about the size of a grape that tastes vaguely like, uh, like a lemony, uh, kiwi. Vaguely. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more cute. They're really great in salads, but, uh, as, yeah, or pickled. They're pretty fucking cool pickled because it's like you don't know what to expect. Yeah, that it just like pops and it's like, oh shit, that's kind of like a dilly lemony freaking kiwi pickle. It's pretty cool. That sounds interesting. Oh, to try. They they grow like wild. They're very very easy to cultivate. So much so that uh, you could, if you just they're small too. So if you have them in the grass and you miss a couple of them, they're gonna grow up again in the grass next year. Nice. So, and then we were talking about what was the next? The deer. Oh, fuck Elk. deer! Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, now Seth Holzer uh, is a guy who's big into permaculture, right? And uh, he's an old German guy. And what he'd do is he'd make something he'd call a uh, bone broth or bone um, bone uh, sauce. Bone sauce is what he'd call it. So he'd take a Dutch oven, pile it full of freaking animal bones, put the lid on it, and then bury the whole fucking thing in like like ashes, or you know, like just cook the fucking thing for like build a fire on top of it. And he's basically autolyzing everything inside of it, and he's turning the like just cooking the shit out of it, and it leaves like this dark brown liquid in the bottom, and it basically is going to smell like something died in that area. I was, uh, after, cause it doesn't smell bad when you take it out. It smells kind of actually like, like bone broth. But after it ferments, after you put it, smear it on something and it gets a little bacteria <laughs> in it, it smells Whoa. like, that. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like straight up dead roadkill. And it's, I'm it's hungry. sticky. It stays for a long time. So Sepulcher in Germany, he would keep the red deer, the stags and shit out of his property. By uh, putting that that down, um, and he'd smear it on fence posts and things like that, and they'd stay away for a long time. Personally, here I find that if I put dead animals underneath my tomato plants and shit, that they can also smell that hey, something died here. And um, even though you can't smell it, they can smell a lot lot better than you can. And that usually keeps them away. The fact that I also like to drink and pee outside uh, keeps them away. Like, because I just go and pee on shit. Like, I'm a man. I can pee wherever I want. It's America. <laughs> right? I go out and just pee on things. It makes me feel good. I let the dog out to pee on shit. That also helps. Um, you can... Uh, oh, man. Paintball guns? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, that, that works really, really well. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. You tag them right in the freaking... You, you tag the little bastards right in the throat. So, I like to... You know, I got that white patch, like, right on the chest. I like to try to, like, paint the offenders, like, different colors. Like, this one's, like, <laughs> like neon orange. Uh, and it's right in the spot where they can't lick it off either. So that they don't, they hate it, man. They, they know it's there because they can smell it and shit. 
They fucking hate it. Uh, but you're like, oh, yeah, I know you, bitch. You were in my freaking yard last week. You're neon orange deer. But, uh, yeah, now people that your, your bitchy neighbors might complain about that, but it's a hell of a lot better than just, like, you know, gut shooting the fucking deer and having it run off. Like no, some of the freaking no rednecks <laughs> do. It's um, terrible. But, yeah, paintballing, paintballing them, uh, just making it, just being annoying as shit. And then, uh, you know, peeing around your property works really, really well. If you just don't feel like winging it out and peeing on your property, you can just pee in a jug and then dump it out around your property. Uh, that works really, really well. Uh, those motion sensitive sprinklers I've seen, they only work, uh, maybe three or four times. And then they realize, holy shit, if I dance around over here, I get a free bath. And then that doesn't work anymore, especially for elk who just don't care. They're like, oh, water. <laughs> yeah, dude, cool. <laughs> right? Like, to me, elk are kind of like big dumb stoners in my head, like from California, because I've seen them do some stupid shit. Like deer are a little bit more wary, but elk are like, I'm big, man. <laughs> I got this. And so, like, I've seen them like walk right through game fences, especially when they're doing their migration thing. They just don't give a shit. They'll walk, they'll, they'll just walk through people's yards. They'll say they'll just, walk through a picket fence. They don't care. They don't try to jump over it. They just fucking blow that thing over. They, you know, like, hey, the hood of this little fucking car looks like a great place to take a nap. You know, they just don't care. Elk don't give a shit. So, uh, uh, just making their lives miserable and any way you can and then just, and that, that adding that smell conditioning to that too, uh, works real well. I've even taken, um, with, well, we lived on an exotic animal ranch, so we didn't have elk so much as we had red deer and beresinga and skimitar horned oryx and a shitload of different types of gazelle and a shitload of different types of deer to deal with. Um, but not like elk, elk, right? like not North American elk, but elk from pretty much everywhere else in the world. And I would take into the sprinkler system and I would just dump a shitload of like pepper oil in that damn thing. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, just like I would go to like, nah, fuck them. I'd go to the Asian grocery store and then just get like, you know, like the pepper, like the, that red pepper oil. And uh, yeah. it's super strong and it's cheap, man. I think I was paying like four bucks a quart for it. And then dump like the whole fucking quart in the damn thing and then turn the sprinklers on when they're all sitting in the grass eating my shit and just nuke them all. And then they're like, holy shit, this place is dangerous. And they'd stay away from it. Uh, but (laughs) all you gotta do is make make it a a negative interaction and you can do that any different way you want whether it's you run out there and scare them uh you then immediately pee all over the area so that you know it's like they associate the smell because they're going to run off about 20 25 yards usually downwind and then try to figure out what it was that scared them right and so now they can smell, oh, wait, that's a human, uh, that's a pee, and they scared me, and then, okay, it works. And then that'll help you keep them down. The paintball gun is obviously the most fun way. Um, yeah, it is definitely. A, it's, a lot of bl- it's a lot of fun. I mean, don't shoot them anywhere that's going to hurt them, like in the eye or something like that, but like in the butt or, you know, like, or like in yeah. the shoulder. It's on the side the even won't do yeah. much, you know. Oh just no! Yeah, you just trying to start woman, though. Yeah, just leave their heads alone, man. Don't shoot them on a freaking eye or nose or anything. But yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of it's kind of funny to see your multicolored random animals running around. 
Um, and it just lets them know, stay the fuck away. And uh, that that works out really, really well. Um, I've tried uh, a bunch of different ways with like electric fences because electric fences are super easy to set up. But these stupid fucking deer will just, they'll take a running start. They'll figure out how like, oh, wait, this is only like eight, this is only like two feet apart. The wires are two feet apart. You figure, oh, a fucking wire is two feet apart. A human's not going to make it through that damn thing, right? Without getting shot. Fuck you. The deers take a running start and then just like <laughs> go like Olymp- Olympic swimmer and they jump between the fucking wires, dude. It's it's wild as shit watching them. They just like go straight. They just like kick their legs and their back legs straight while they're in the freaking air and they put their little head down and just clip right through the right between the wires. They're like little <laughs> assholes. And then like the elk type animals, once again, they just don't give a shit. They just sit there and they just elect between each other. They're like, hey man, whose turn is it to take out the fins? Like, so yeah, I actually got to go out there and, like, do something. <laughs> yeah. I can't just and so I got to go deal with them. You can, you can attempt the electric electric fence thing, but I'm telling you, man, you got to make that shit. Like, I would honestly probably electric fence and bob wire together. So uh, I would do, like, you know, six, four or five strands of bob wire and then, like, four or five strands of electric fence in between the strands of bob wire. We'll keep pretty much anything out once you get it over eight feet tall. Um, so like a strand of bob wire every two feet, uh, four strands to eight feet tall. And then, uh, in between it, uh, strand. So like every foot has a strand of fence, but once again, bob wire is stupid cheap, really stupid cheap. And electric fence wire is ridiculously cheap. Uh, it is just the wire is so fucking cheap. You can get enough to do, I think I spent 200 bucks on enough to do, uh, 90 acres. So, like, it's, uh, it, it's so, so cheap. Wow. Yeah. I don't realize how cheap that's in I'm gonna have to go out and get the, the garden at least. Yeah. So, uh, your, now, your, um, barbed wire is gonna be better to get at a, uh, like a hardware store other than like I wouldn't buy a tractor supply. Tractor supply kinda upcharges on their on their um their bob wire. Avoid the barbed wire just because I got a dog and we live in like a neighborhood. I don't got like a big backyard, but like well then you definitely can't put barbed wire up. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't think we got HOA, but still I think it's you know, not in city. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna be, if you live in the city, to try to keep them away. Honestly, I would just fucking uh, at night with a flashlight tag things with the pellet, like the 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 paintball gun. First off, it's fun, and never discount fun. <laughs> so no. So just really use the marker as a marker? Yeah, dude. I totally would, man. Like, they're going to really quickly associate that with with bad times. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, ow, yeah, fuck. And then they don't like the smell because it's basically like a soapy type liquid in most paintball guns. Um, It's kind of thick, and they don't like it off of them. And then, I mean, it's not, it's propylene glycol, I think. Uh, So it's not going to hurt them. Uh, It won't even, it won't give them a, Oh, okay. Yeah, it won't. 
It won't hurt him at all. So, so I guess I have one more animal to deter, though. So this, okay. Like, so I don't get like violent about it. How do I deter like the local feral cats? <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, like I am not a fan of cats. It's you use well them known. to fertilize your trees, obviously, dude. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of cats. Um, I've been uh, not a huge fan of cats. I don't know how to how how to not piss off the internet, but I'm not a huge fan of cats. Um, I'm not a huge fan of cats either. Especially like I like people's. I like people. If you have a pet cat and your cat's cool, I'm fine with it. But when 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 you got like. 10,000 feral cats like running around, pissing everything, shitting everything, fucking everything up. That pisses me off. So there's a couple of different ways to do this is let your dog eat the cats. Uh, people don't like that. They throw a bitch fit about that. There's a shoot, shovel, and shut up about the cats. Uh, that works pretty well. And then uh, another way that works really well is that you've got to spray your yard every once in a while for bugs. And pyrethrum is an organic pesticide, but uh, it's basically VX nerve gas for cats. Like they can't even deal with a very tiny amount of pyrethrum. So, um, but it's uh, you know it's it's the flea and tick dip for dogs, stuff like that. You know, so uh, yeah. I mean, if you just wanted to put like a like a bottle of flea and tick dip into a uh, like say one of those weed and feed type things and then just water your plants with it. It's not gonna hurt your plants, but it's gonna kill all the bugs on your plants. Well I'm saying about the pesticides that they spray around the perimeter of the house for bugs normally. Like on a yeah, basis. That's, that's good for the dog though. It's not a big deal. Well if it's pyrethrum. If it's pyrethrum. If it's something other than pyrethrum then it's not good for the dog. But okay. uh but but pyrethrum not gonna hurt you or the dog. You could you could practically fucking drink it. You'd yeah, have, to, have to write that down and just maybe yeah. Pyrethra, uh The other the other one the other chemical name is uh, permethrin. I'm sure that permethrin's been used in as a as a treatment for clothing for people going overseas or going like to uh, uh, the jungles and shit like that. Uh, it's also the flea and tick killer stuff you spray on your clothes before you go into the woods. There's going to be the permethrin. And uh, you can buy it anywhere. Like, uh, your tractor supply type store is going to have uh, this stuff that's called Kennel Dip 2. Um, and it comes in like a quart jar. And it's the most concentrated pyrethrum that I've been able to find that you can buy over the counter. What it's designed to do is you use like one ounce of it per bathtub of water to, to make a dip that you just dip your dog in and it kills all the fleas and ticks and everything on your dog. And it's designed to be used, you know, relatively often. Uh, but if you take that entire container and dump it into a pump sprayer and then spray your fence and shit and the cat comes along and rubs up against it, the cat has seizures and dies. Wow. It's so, horrible. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, or the, um, I guess you can use one of those those sprinklers that are on a timer because cats hate, like not on a timer, but on the 
the motion sensitive ones? No, it's okay. The, I'm like, I've, I've gotten to the point where I was about to set up like a snare trap, so I'm like, yeah, you know, anything's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyrie Sim works really, 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 really well. Um, so does like. Man, because it's really hard to deter the stupid cats. Cats are too fucking smart. Like, you can just, you can scare them off, and they'll just, all right, fine, bitch, I'll come back at 3 a.m., you know? Uh, they, so, like, retaliate. Like, I've got one of the yeah. ones before, and I swear that one just came back more. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. They got a personality. It's annoying. <laughs> Freaking assholes. That's what they are. Uh, yeah, feral cats, not a big fan of them. Not a big fan of them. They also carry feline leukemia, which is a sexually transmitted freaking, uh, cancer, which is, in my opinion, somebody's gonna fuck a cat and it's gonna jump like species and then we're just all gonna die. So. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk seems as plausible as any. What was it? What was that, dude? You, you want to talk about the steel mags that we were trying to bring up? Oh no. Um, I want to circle back to a uh, substrate. Um, right now, I'm. I well, I started off using like just core, I guess, for my bulk technique, like right. Through like a Munchausen a trusted cultivator channel, you know. And I guess I got a vermiculite, added that, and tried gypsum, didn't really notice much, so I dropped that out of it. Um, saw about your uh, forest floor recipe, and I've been like slowly incorporating that into my substrate, using a little magnesium sulfate, um, peat moss and such. Nice. Yeah, thinking about um, adding like, maybe a little azomite, maybe some other stuff down the line. Yeah. But right now, this is working really well. Just fuck around, man. I mean, it's really the the beauty of it is is they'll grow on almost anything. So as long as you don't intentionally fuck it up somehow, you're not gonna you're gonna be fine. I mean, as long as you don't get your pH too far off in one direction or the other, then it's gonna grow on. It. I mean, you could grow it on freaking wood chip, the wood lover substrate, uh, which I've done before to see if it worked. But uh, it's you could grow on pretty much anything, man. It's it's really pretty easy. I just like to do nutritional substrate because I find that I get more flushes and bigger, more potent fruit. So, um, and it's really easy to do when you have a cement mixer. And when you have a cement mixer, everything looks like it needs a cement mixer. Hmm. So, like you you just have a cement mixer, and you're like, what else can I make in there? Make a pancake this morning. Yeah. I need to make pancakes for an entire neighborhood. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I did have a random question about the pH, though. Someone said that they noticed the same strain growing in a way lower pH environment, like around five. And they said that for some reason, the fruits grew huge, absolutely massive in comparison to their other flushes out of the other tubs. Same everything but the pH. Interesting. Uh, I know that you can you can basically push them in that direction. But you're saying they just first time in they were fucking ginormous. That was it. 
Yeah, what I was told was they just messed up the pH on everything and they tried not to and then they tested the runoff and it was really low. The pH. I mean, how are they? I don't know. I, I was wondering why they're testing the pH. What are they, how, what kind of, what are they running? Uh, I'm not sure. I forget what the whole like substrate recipe was, but he was adjusting the pH using something and he forgot to put it in. Interesting. Well, I mean, it, I guess it would be kind of depend on um, what strain you're using. Yeah, strain dependent for sure. Yeah, oh, because the golden teachers is kind of a baby little bastard and likes a pretty neutral pH. So, uh, but like if you're doing like, there's some stuff that grows down along the coast in Texas, wild, that grows in some pretty damn acidic soil uh, that has a high salt content and it's fine. Like it doesn't give a shit. So it's going to be kind of strain dependent. Um, like your Florida stuff is going to have, you know, like a pretty acidic soil that's a little bit salty anyway. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I was chalking it up mostly to genetics, so it's probably the right direction there. Yeah, it's probably the right direction. Like, I don't think you'd be able to take a golden teacher and drop it in a 5.0 uh, substrate and expect it to do very well. Um, but you could probably get away with, like, a, you know, a wild-type strain or just a one-off. Like, hey, for some reason, this motherfucker likes that shit. Uh, or, you know, it might be that he's got the runoff could be acidic, like the liquid coming out could be acidic because he's got a lot of peat moss in there. And peat moss, when it, it contacts with liquid, it leaches out kind of acidic. So it could be that. And it could not be the actual substrate itself. To, in order to test the substrate substrate, you'd need to take like a generic sample of the substrate and then put it into a known quantity of water. So like you do like like uh, an ounce of substrate and an ounce of water and then um, shake that shit up and then squish it out and then, you know, test the, test the liquid there. Um, that would work. So you'd be able to get like a one-to-one -one and then be able to calculate uh, your pH. But as far as like um, just testing some runoff on the bottom, Mike Piss is pretty acidic anyway because uh, it's 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 like an antibiotic, right? It wants to kill everything. So he might be getting a lot of Mike Piss in that too that's going to be showing off as uh, being, you know, because it's okay, acidic. that would make more sense then. Yeah, because I was just, it didn't make too much sense for just the pH to affect it that much. I was just curious as to what your opinion was on it. That makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've never I've never had to deal with it, so I'm not really quite sure, but. I was like, I don't know if I'd, I've ever seen experiments on that. I'm going to have to try that, but honestly, yeah. I just think it has to do, like you said, genetics or something particularly could do well in that environment. God damn it, I haven't ever gotten thought to very to, to fuck with pH much. And now y'all are making me think I should do like this <laughs> one's seven, seven point five, eight, eight point five, and just do like a bunch of them with known like pH levels. Well that would suck because like you said, you'd have to do that for absolutely everything you got because it'd all be individually particular to the environment. <laughs> yeah, but I just do it I just do it once, like with like you know golden teachers or just something generic that's strong grower that produces real easy 
like you could accidentally make a good slush of golden teachers. Like, you know, it, it's stupid easy to grow. It's just the easiest to grow. I always see people, these newbies, who are all like, I'm going to grow for the first time and I'm going to do and name newest, craziest, you know, freaking strain out there. And you're like, yeah, good luck, buddy. You're going to go for like uh, the mutant fucking chihuahua that's on life support and you're going to, you're going to try to make that work for you. I get Enigma. I get Enigma a lot. I want to grow. I first grow, I want to grow Enigma. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like comparing a mutant fucking chihuahua on life support to a fucking golden retriever, right? The golden (laughs) retriever, predictable. It's going to fucking do, it's going to do dog things. Mutant chihuahua on life support. You got vet bills right off the bat, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, oh man, it's a like go with so go with the good old tried and true, and and for your first couple grows until you get that shit down. What easy enigmas? I don't know. I just hate when they refer to it as enigma. Enigma is a mutation, not a strainer. Like, geez, that right there. I have a buddy that said. it's it's overseas. I think it's in England right now. And uh, shout out, fucking a tiny ant. I think that's who it is. Who we were working together to try a tinny ant. When we were working together, because I have this idea of how to get uh, like a finny type enigma type mutation, a finned up uh, mutation, how to get it to fruit. No autistic screeching child. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, by, by using like uh, different concentrations of uh, magnesium and and various other uh, amino acids, because a lot of that a lot of the that mutation is in its inability and it's missing the ability to naturally harvest magnesium and calcium easily from the uh, the substrate. So you can substitute in different concentrations of it and get different blobs and different, you know, you can get it to kind of half-assed fruit. So we're just working on the right mixture of amino acids and stuff to try to get it to, to produce spores. And maybe we could work with it from there to make something truly interesting. So. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. That sounds freaking cool. Anybody can do it. I got uh, just added. Yeah, just be got you got to be a little scientific about it, you know. Don't you? you I, we're actually he's actually measuring stuff in concentrations, uh, and not just you know like toddler handfuls. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. What yeah. uh, I saw earlier actually, that I wanted to bring up was uh, Yule Trips Orbi method, but you found the Orbeez were working, right? Were you the one that posted the article on Orbi Tech working with LC? Yeah, I was, uh, we've been fucking with Orbeez for a long time, like several years. Like, I think the first time I fucked with Orbeez was, oh, 2016. Yeah, when they started making all those stupid Orbeez commercials on TV. And then wow, I bought some dude. because, like, we were all like, everybody bought some. The, the, the weed community was the first bunch of people. They were like, hey, you can add this to your plants and it'll help with this like with, with water retention. 
And I was like, fuck yeah. And so I was putting it in like pepper plants and like all sorts of stuff. And then I was like, you know, I wonder if we could use this as a casing layer. And so maybe there's a casing layer on top of uh, um, like just, just, just rehydrate it with sterile water and then made it a casing layer. Like it's sort of a pseudo casing with like uh, the core or something. I just used the Orbeez and it worked. It was a bitch to clean up, but it worked. And so then I uh, was like, you know, we could do it with uh, just straight well, LC, like concentrated liquid culture. Because how, how they fill up is there's a hydrogen bar, right? There's a hyd- there's a little hydrogen um, uh, gateway, and that's how it, it absorbs liquid into those things is through the hydrogen pathway. So as long as you don't have a salt-heavy thing, and you're not fucking up the hydrogen pathway, you should be able to get sugars and stuff inside of the Orbeez. Or the, well, I I very quickly stopped buying Orbeez brand Orbeez and started buying like all the different knockoffs. Um, hmm. And it's just water beads is what they're called. And yeah, so just making like, uh, honey didn't work so well, but regular dextrose, just like straight fucking actual like, so you're making drippy Orbeez is what you're making. Yeah, kind of. But I wanted to get all of that liquid, all the else. I wanted to rehydrate it with LC. So liquid culture. And this That's is before saying. I really... I mean, you're, you're adding a corn syrup yeah. to the fucking corn shit. So go ahead and do that drippy bullshit. But... Well, it absorbed it all. And then, you know, like I posted pictures under the cultivation shit of different what it looks like. Um, when me and... What's his name we're talking? Like, see, there's one that was, no, me and uh, fucking uh, Michael Cat. Ah. Uh, just said, like, there's the one that was where it was uh, um, the casing layer, and then there was one where it was just Orbeez and grain, so there was no substrate. It was literally just Orbeez and grain. And, uh, there was another one where it was just Orbeez with LC, and it, it colonized well. Like, it fucking colonized like a bitch. It's probably as close as you're going to be able to get to hydroponic shrooms. It's, uh, <laughs> just, it's just Orbeez and LC. Hydrated with LC. But you got to be careful. Like it won't, it won't absorb like magnesium. So if you're going to add your magnesium, you're going to have to add it. You have to just spray it on top. Um, but it won't really do calcium. So you'd probably have to do like uh, chicken grit or calcium substrate, like so calcium or gypsum or azomite, mix it in there with everything. Um, the little Orbeez are tough. They're not like uh, little water balloons. Like they're not going to pop. So uh, you can really just mix the shit out of it. That's about it. It's pretty like easy. That. Like uh, yeah, I found that really interesting that that works out so well. I keep kicking people who, like, I'll talk about something and then everybody will go out there and, like, act like they came up with it. And I'm like, you guys realize that most of the ideas are, are at least 10 to 15 years old. And <coughs> I was like, Google it. Everything has been first. discovered by yeah. ourselves. You know, we're just discovering it for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting. But if they if they Google it first, then they'll see you. Like I'm not the first person that figured out fucking Orbeez. There was a, right. there was there was some dude on fucking Shroomery, like way back in the day, who was who 
had said, uh, God, he, it was probably 2012 or 2014, who had said, like, hey, Orbeez is kind of cool. And then everybody was like, fuck you, die, bitch. You know? Typical. I mean, I'm still not convinced, to be honest. I'm not going to go out and buy Orbeez, like, no matter what. Like, uh, I don't really, you know, They are a hundred. <laughs> I'm, I'm not putting hybrid Orbeez in my tub. A hundred percent totally worth fucking with because it's hilarious and it's cool. Um, <laughs> but is it worth, like, uh, you know, doing every time? Hell no. They're a bitch yeah. to get rid of. What are you going to do with You can't bury the cake outside because the damn things last forever. You have to throw <laughs> it away. Like, yeah, uh, definitely. They're not biodegradable. So uh, it's like, what are you going to fucking do with it? You're going to, like, every time you go to mow your lawn, little freaking beanie pellets are going to fly everywhere. <laughs> right? Like, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, uh, and, yeah definitely. Is it cool for a one off type thing? Very cool. Yeah. I can see it. But yeah, everybody, nobody like, uh, everybody kind of played with it for a while, and then they were like, oh, this is cool, and then it kind of died off, and then I f was just like, Orbeez might work, and then uh, Googled it, and I was like, holy shit, other people have done it, and so I just tried to take it to the next step, and uh, I ended up liking the only ones I really liked. I got these green pieces of shit in this picture, but they're like the, the goth ones, like the solid black Orbeez. Those are cool looking when they're like, when the mycelium like takes them over. It's really cool looking. That sounds really they, cool. They look like a little bunch of black eyeballs. It's pretty cool. But other than that, Orbeez is, Orbeez is neat. It's, it's worth adding to like plants if you're going to, you know, if you're going to go on vacation a lot, but you don't want to water that shit all the time, you have them growing in pots, you can add Orbeez to them. Huh? That's good or not. I didn't even know about that, honestly. I thought they were, like, literally targeted for a kid's toy. <laughs> they originally were a um, for gardening. And, like, uh, they originally, I believe, came apart for the flower business, for cut flowers and shit. And they were originally clear. And they called them water glass or glass water or some shit like that. And then uh, somebody who was a genius decided to add dye to them and sell them to kids. And then uh, YouTube bastards filled entire swimming pools full of them. And then, uh, <laughs> it became super cool after that for a while. And until everybody realized, what do you fucking do with them? They're hell to clean up. Like, it's, it's much easier. Just use a shop back. Don't even try to fucking sweep them because they're perfectly round. They just touching them with the broom sends them across the room. So just use a shop bag. If you drop a whole handful, move. It's you're never gonna find them. Move. There was <laughs> yeah. a dude who on YouTube who filled his entire town's plumbing system with Orbeez. Yes. They can trace that shit back, bro. Like, they're just going to fall the pipes all the way to your house and then charge <laughs> you a bazillion dollars. Yeah, it was like the northern European village, as I remember it. Um, <laughs> he was doing a YouTube he was doing a YouTube video and he filled up like his bathtub or something in his toilet with, oh, or like, oh yeah, God. his bathtub and stuff with dry, like Orbeez and yeah. Oh, they started coming up out of the toilet and his neighbor's houses and 
so on and so forth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing because goddamn, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> it is, dude. I think it was like the single biggest like Orbeez catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, small European town of the president kill him. Like they just take him out of the street, flog him to death. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, serious. I'd be like, I would be like if that shit happened to me, oh my god. I'd be so yeah. pissed. But, I would not be against it if I lived in that town. Oh no, I'd be like I'd be like, fuck this asshole, let's kill him. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, I forgot what happened to that dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's so so dick. Now I'm never gonna have Orbeez in the house again because I could see my toddler like flushing a few handfuls of the freaking like dry ones and then just having them <laughs> fucking like just Destroy the freaking septic system. Like, <laughs> God, that'd be fucking hell. Because they're yeah. huge. And now, have you seen these giant ones they have now that are like the size of a freaking baseball? They're a tiny little bead that's just, that's, they're little, little, little beads, like the, the head of a small nail. And they swell the size of a freaking baseball. And uh, you're like, God damn, man. Like, if you, you could take like a cup of those. Like a one cup measure's got to be, you know, ten thousand of those, and ten thousand baseballs will fuck up any plumbing system. Yeah, definitely. What are those sold as? Instant drain cloggers? <laughs> no, they're just like extra large Orbeez here to destroy everything you love. Yeah, would that bust the PVC pipe open? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think so. Yep. Who knows? Let's test it. <laughs> I bet you if you put like a cup full of them in like a piece of two inch PVC pipe and put the lid on the end and then added like, you know, filled the pipe up full of water and popped the cap on the other end, you might get it to pop like the caps off or bust out the side. Yeah, true. God, that would suck so bad. Oh, or these things. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be on the Orbeez of Reddit um, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, fuck that. I'm never gonna play that shit again. <laughs> I was just thinking about. it. I was like, man, that should be kind of fun to do a novelty grow where you grow in like a like like a water bottle and just have the mushrooms come out the top. But then mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I'm gonna get some Orbeez and look at Sir Psycho has some awesome novelty grows on. You know, Reddit, I've talked to him a few times. He said some, you know, he fruited the cum rag and stuff. Um, a few other things. <laughs> yeah, he, he fruited a cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, among, among other things. <laughs> which one of you is using the squeaky grinder? Stop squeaky grinding. Okay, sorry. Oops. <laughs> Everything comes across super squeaky. Lube like shit. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. That would be that'd be pretty intense. Screw this. I wonder if you uh, could use that wasn't that wasn't a grinder. I was just uh polishing my uh um jars. You 
really need to do something with your flashlight if it's making that noise, son. A lot of bricks. Oh no, he knows. <laughs> it's like an android. Uh, do you know anything about cacti, bro? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I I don't know very much about cactuses. I know how to uh, to kill them. Really interesting. <laughs> We got somebody uh, coming on here the next next couple of weeks. Going to be uh, yeah, we're we're supposed to have a cactus like guy. Uh, that's I'm not in charge of of like picking our our host and stuff. I'm not not people don't like me. So uh, no. they have uh, Deadpool's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like you, but <laughs> well, evidently I'm I'm a racist asshole to everybody else. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like you said, they just don't know. You. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, I don't know anything about cactuses. I do know we, we just bought this uh, ranch. We're fixing to move on to it, and uh, it's got a lot of cactus on it. So I'm gonna murder the shit out of them. But uh, they're just all prickly pear. Like I don't, I've never grown like uh, was it trichinoceros or whatever it is. Yeah, trichinoceros. Trichinoceros. Yeah, I've, done, I've <laughs> I've never grown a trinoceros. <laughs> yeah, a triceratops, dude. I got like three different kinds of triceratopses right now. Um, I haven't germinated them yet, though. Um, I don't know. I just, I just haven't gotten around I, to it. You didn't say triceratops, right? I'm not getting yes. high. I'm <laughs> but uh, I, I haven't. Uh, I just never really understood the the draw of peyote or any. I don't like things that make me feel like I want to die. So uh, the right? cool thing about them is most people will never partake. Almost everyone who owns one of these things will never actually like make meth to one, nor will they ever touch it. They just are. It's an ornamental plant for the most part. You yeah. know, people just like it's, having that. It has that in it. You know, so yeah, it's, like it's just cool like part of the plant. Anytime you any, like, I, I don't want to take any sort of drugs that make me feel like a, like like death, right? right. So like, I, I had a I had a really good buddy. And I'm trying to talk him into coming on this freaking show, is uh, but he's really shy. I keep that. Uh, um, shout out R. Anyway, he uh, he went on this crazy ayahuasca thing to to like you know the rainforest. He went to Peru, and. Uh, he was like, oh, man, it was so great. It was there for like a week. And, you know, we, we did ayahuasca continuously. And I learned so much shit about myself. And I was like, but why ayahuasca? Isn't it just terrible? He was like, yeah, well, you know, you learn a lot of stuff while you're crawling to the toilet. You're shitting yourself and puking at the same time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't really feel like I would be learning much except how to be miserable. Like, can I just take some shrooms and watch Encanto and learn something from it? You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> a little intense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I've heard it's a real 50 50 on whether or not it's a good or bad trip. I've heard it's like the best thing like they've ever done, or I've heard like it was the worst thing, you know. But oh, personally, yeah. from what after I've, what putting I've heard, all that, it, you can't use the can't use a center, you have to use just the skin when you make your shit that you're going to be doing. I guess oh, this is a professional is really place. You up. 
these are professional places that, that, that makes all this shit. You know, they it's a vacation. They they, they bring people in and they they uh, starve you and and yeah. And I don't know. I think that's out. kind of overrated. That shamanism. I'm, I'm not really into that whole shaman aspect of it. Um, I don't know. I guess it adds to like the the ambiance and like the setting and all. It's a cool experience, but aside from that, I don't really see any additional benefits that you can get from like doing it in a therapeutic setting. See, I would like to do something cool. I'd like to have a like people like vets. Like I'm a veteran, and it's helped me a lot. And I'd like to have other veterans come out, you know, like to the ranch and have like a little cabin out there and i don't i don't you know hey let's do some shrooms and sit around the campfire and talk about your shit dude like you know uh totally cool yeah. with that but I, I don't see that to me is a good time you know but i'll speak music and have a good time like sit around talk talk bullshit around the campfire just enjoy each other's fucking company but taking something that's going to make me simultaneously puke and shit is, is yeah. and like yeah, dude, I'm not up for that. I'm definitely not up for that. And like, especially after all the time and effort I put into like cultivating it over like a few years or whatever, I'm definitely not going to chop down, chop it down for like literally, like it takes like what a foot of that plant to like equal one dose. Like, uh, it's, I don't know. I've been trying. I've been trying to me. I've been trying for a couple of years now just to get a really nice peyote plant, so I can have it on my fucking workstation. So that's not. I think it's gonna look awesome, you know. And then, but then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a great job." I'm like, why would you want to do that with a thirty-year-old plant for fucking so you go puke and fucking feel like shit? It's like, yeah, I no. it must have been really fucking bored back in the day. Like, okay, think about it. Like, you know, you're you're fucking. You're, you know, it's, what is it, like, fucking two years after Jesus. Everybody's like, so what the fuck are we going to do now? They're like, hey, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> why don't you why don't you eat this fucking plant? I mean, sure, it's going to be miserable. You're going to feel like you're going to die, but, hey, maybe you'll see something cool, you know? And it, But, like, you know how fucked up? How did they even figure that shit out, right? Like, because... I know, I know they used to probably pick the dumbest person in the freaking tribe to have them try new foods to see if it killed them. But, uh, like, hey, he tripped balls. Maybe we should try that, you know? Here, Jimmy <laughs> yeah. with a K, eat this and see. Yeah, but when he, when he starts to implode and fucking feel like he's about to die, what makes you th- – what? who's the second person that does that is what I'm wondering. The guys without TV or Xbox. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't have shit else to do, dude. So, yeah, probably. I mean, that's why people used to have. He was like, "It's not that bad." So they had to try it themselves. There's no way it's that bad. <laughs> Never tried it. Depending on who does it. Well, I mean, you like... that one friend you just can't. Do it. No, dude, you're just exaggerating. You know. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna try it. <laughs> Had a quick question. Sorry, I don't make noise. Oh no! I'm grabbing yeah, my go ahead. Stuff out. Sorry, I was uh, just, I was just. No, no, no. Go sit over there. Go sit over there. Go sit over there. So uh, I'll try to get my toddler away. 
Okay. I don't really have alfalfa straw pellets, but we had wheat straw pellets. Would have benefit uh, from putting. Uh, yes, it, very different. It's things. gonna. So have... It's good. It's gonna help. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. The uh, mycelium loves to eat freaking wheat. It loves to eat straw in general. But I just get like rabbit food pellets or like horse like alfalfa pellets. Either one of those will work. You don't have to okay. have straw pellets. It's just I it's just literally have... rabbit food. Alfalfa hay. And then I was going to ask if alfalfa hay would need to be sterilized or if I could get away with pasteurizing that. You can pasteurize it. Yeah. You can even just, if you wanted to cheat, uh, just grab you a bit of that hay and, uh, you know, make your alfalfa tea shit with it, like sterilize it, like pasteurize it with a whole bunch of hot water, and then just pour off, like, the liquid and the leaves and use that in your substrate instead of actually like the alfalfa itself. Because what you really just want is you just want the actual like extract from the alfalfa because as it degrades, it releases tricantinol, which is a very strong growth hormone. Okay, so I'm just trying to get the liquid off of it. So if I threw it in the boiling water, like yeah, you could, pack, you could make alfalfa. Yeah, you could do that. I would just throw all that because like, the leaves and everything just. Like, if you have a flake of alfalfa hay, like, fuck, if you just touch it wrong, all the leaves fall off. So I would just use that shit in there and uh, just toss the hay in, like, you know, a bucket, throw in some boiling water, and then uh, stir it around a little bit, and then uh, just fish out all the freaking, uh, like, actual just stems and everything and leave all that hay in there and then just rehydrate my substrate with the water. Sick. And then uh, for the wheat straw litter stuff, I bought it. Uh, could I use that in my gourmets at least in my sawdust? Oh yeah, you could use it. You could use it in your um, uh, your your grow for your uh, cubensis love straw. It eats the shit out of it too, so okay. it's perfectly fine. Yeah. So I could throw like a handful in or something just to throw it in there. Uh, you could probably get away with up to twenty percent by weight. Oh, yeah. Uh, with your cues. Yeah. Yeah. It, they should really, like really slip and slides. They fucking move around. Yeah, they like do. Fucking I use crazy. chop straw a lot, like a lot of chop straw. So we're, we're not talking about like, you're, you've, you've got pellets. So it's going to just expand and turn all crumbly. But I use chop straw that they buy. I buy, you buy it in bales from like any sort of animal place. I buy mine from Tracker Supply. Uh, it's for like lining like chicken nest boxes. It's like fluffed up chopped straw. I use that shit. I throw in fuck tons, like a lot into the cement mixer. I probably use about 10 to 15% uh, of my nutritional substrate is straw, chopped up straw, because it uses it. Like, like Deadpool was saying, like a slip and slide. Man, it just like the hollow centers just. Man, it just hits that shit and just goes boom to another part of the substrate. So your substrate colonizes super, super fast. So instead of it just slowly like expanding out in concentric rings, it, it all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, it just jumped down that three inch piece of straw and is now colonizing over here. So, uh, yeah, use like shoots and ladders, like slip and slide, man. And it, it really does like it. It's got, uh, lignin and cellulose and everything in there that, uh, the mushrooms use to make their, uh, their stipes and stems anyway. So they just break it right, right down and digest it real easy. Awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking about 
I love that you just throw so much crap in because they'll eat a little bit of it. You know? Yeah, they'll eat so. a lot, a lot of things. But uh, I like to add, I just. What They're okay, whatever the fuck's in his yard. <laughs> Dude, I've got, I've made substrate out of just shit in my yard, literally. And I got so much hate for it. I just went out. <laughs> I went out and I like, there was like behind the yard there, like in the alley, there was like some really tall grass. And I just went out with some scissors and cut and used that as the straw. And then uh, like raked up a bunch of leaves and sticks and fuck who knows what else. <laughs> and then I made a substrate out of that and it worked great. Like it's fantastic. Cool. I had some like, I had, I had some potting soil and a little bit of uh, perlite and it just, you know, it grew like crazy, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can't do that. That doesn't work that way." I don't know. I'm like, really? Because uh, here's a step by step pictures. <laughs> they work great. <laughs> people get hate. They hate that you can do that because there's so there's a sacred cow, and it's becoming almost a freaking religion that you have don't to grow it. Don't even say it. This way. Don't even say it. Yeah, you have <laughs> to grow it this way, and it can only be grown this way, and everything has to be done this way. And then there's fucking CBG, which is like the sacred cow. And uh, it's like no, it'll grow on almost anything. Grow it. You could probably grow it on a like literally just throw colonized grain in a fucking pumpkin shell and grow it in a freaking pumpkin, like carved pumpkin. Like actually, that worked pretty well. That's. I was just thinking that's gonna be our Halloween grow right there. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. That would work. Good fruit of pumpkin. Yeah, Yeah, no, the whole fucking thing, the whole damn thing. Just take the guts out because they're pretty acidic. And then uh, just dump a quart of freaking grain in there and put the top back on. You know? Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, dude. And then when I, when I want it to come out, I'll just jab a steak knife through the outside. I wouldn't like carve a like, face or anything into it because it's too much air exchange. But I just stab a knife through it a couple places, and the mycelium will find the freaking holes and fruit outside the pumpkin. Whoa, I'm totally like thinking of like a jack-o'-lantern with the top cut off with some uh, brain coral growing out the top. Shit, yeah, that'd work. It'd work. That'd be that's, neat. That's a neat novelty right there. Yeah. Halloween yeah. grows. That's coming. a good that's picture. October. That's totally uh, happening. Yeah, totally how happening. would I go about a, I do have an amanita mysteria culture. I wouldn't you guys go about trying to do that because they grow right outside, so I could just put them outside if I wanted to. Yeah, I would. I would grow them around. I would grow them in the grass around it. Tree. Um, that's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with which types of trees they really like to. They like to be around. Should we just get some out of them? So uh, I'm not sure which type of trees. I'm not very familiar with them in the wild. But I think they like deciduous trees. Yeah, they know they normally stay around deciduous. I haven't I've seen them in pines before, but not as commonly. I would probably just post old dig a couple of holes and dump some grain in there, like some colonized grain, and uh, okay. yeah, then put the little cap of dirt. Like you know, I just use by the end of my uh, post hole diggers. So I take the just a circle. So I could take like the cap of dirt off with the like you know grass and everything, dump my colonized grain in there, and then put the top back on and step it down, so you can keep the mice and shit from just digging down there and taking everything and stealing it from you. 
I always wanted to grow one of those, always so I could have it in my house. Like, make a fucking, uh, what do you call that shit with the the plastic that, that fucking clears up that you put in the... Uh, resin. Yeah, resin. resin. So you have a nice... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a collective series of all nothing but resin fucking mushrooms. You get your Yeti. Oh, your that's cotton. a really good idea. Right? Nice. That's a great idea. permanently like that? Yeah, yeah people oh yeah, no o- no oxygen. Oh, they'd, yeah. be fucking, they'd be they'd be there permanently. Oh yeah, not only what? no oxygen, but they're they're that resin permeates them and it'll stay there forever. And people put fucking whole hot dogs and hamburgers and shit in them in the resin and it doesn't have a rot or it doesn't go anywhere. So I it would uh, I'd love to do that, like a little cluster or something that I find. Yeah. Out. So it doesn't so that cool. resin doesn't it doesn't stick to, I do it with, with what's called boat coat. Um, it's a, a type of resin that I use to make tables because I do like resin tables. And uh, so boat coat doesn't stick to like melamine. So you, what a lot of people do when they want to make small cubes is they'll buy those like white melamine cheap uh, cutting boards and then just cut them and make glue them, hot glue them together into a cube. And then they put whatever they want in the bottom. And it's just a piece of like hot glue or something to hold it in the bottom. And then, uh, or they, you can use a piece of fishing line, like the really, really fine, like two or three pound test, uh, and, uh, just kind of suspend it and then fill it up with your resin. Now you do need to kind of like tap it quite a bit or, you know, put your girlfriend's vibrator Vibr- on it. I say yeah. vibrator table on it. Yeah. No, just put your, just put your girlfriend's helper on there. And, uh, uh, or like one of those massages, like shoulder massages, you just want to vibrate it so that it gets into all the, it gets all the air out. Uh, after that, you just leave it alone, man. In 24 hours, you can peel that melamine right off and then polish it up. and Polish it down to motherfucker. Whoa. Yep. Hmm. I gotta, I gotta be doing this. And you can reuse that cutting board infinitum. You can make a billion of them. But I mean, I think people would really enjoy that having like a bad. Farrell, I think I think I I think we need to take this out of the podcast. Not people gonna be selling my shit because I gave my idea. Yeah. Definitely. No, definitely. Oh, I I know a guy. I know a guy who does that type of coat type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't we, Snowman? I know yeah. people have been doing like uh, necklaces <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, but no, yeah, I make a. You know two guys I mean, that are going to? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make tables. I make like the river flow type tables and stuff like that. And I'm like, I do ones where I like, uh, was my favorite table I ever made. I, I wrote in like Elvish. So it was like, you know, it, it was for a friend. And so I took and I took my, I put Elvish and I took a router and I, you know, routed it out. And I filled it with uh, the glow in the dark powder and I poured resin, like kind of a cloudy resin over the top of it. And then put LED lights underneath it. So it would glow like at night. But then when he turned off the lights, it would just be like this black table with like the Elvish glowing. It was pretty cool. Nice. That sounds really trippy. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the coolest one I ever did. <laughs> one table to serve them all. Yes. Nah, it had so- it did said something else. <laughs> but uh <laughs> It was. If, I can't be too specific for people to be able to Google it. They know exactly. Well, what it was. But it didn't. It didn't say. It didn't have anything to do with Lord of the Rings. But uh, <laughs> the table's been around on the internet a lot. 
So it, it's pretty cool. And it, it was really just like a drunken idea. As it turns out, there's a Google Translate to go into Elvish. So you can put any fucking word you want in there. So. Nice. Yeah, it's a whole language. It's creepy. Oh, yeah. I had a friend in high school. Because, <laughs> dude. Tolkien knew his really shit. Weird. And they exist, dude. They're real. I've seen <laughs> it. I've seen it, dude. <laughs> Was this before or after it. you uh, consumed mushrooms? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Mushrooms? Dude, how do you think we got the language, dude? We, that's where we learn the language I, from. I can't argue. Yeah. With that. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that at all. God damn it! Now we're gonna have. There's gonna be like some new age hipster fucking wind talker goddamn shit going on. Whereas like <laughs> like the assholes well, up in Portland. <laughs> that yeah. like the assholes in fucking Chad Chop Chaz or whatever the fuck it is. Are just going to be talking and coded Elvish to each other. You know, I've learned a few tonight. Yeah, the government's like putting up ads, like you know, we need a few good geeks. You know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> now we have a whole we have a whole fucking Elvish wind talker culture going on. And now we're gonna have you're gonna have James Cameron do the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> got specific and played out exactly like a movie in my head i even saw the trailer god. oh god it was disturbing <laughs> elvish wind tuckers <laughs> so this had in the movie now where the guys whistle and shit down the canyon uh, <laughs> no, Wind Talkers was a the movie where they had the Navajo Code Talkers, right? Oh, I know that. Okay, that's what that one is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like the Japanese could break and the Germans, everybody broke all sorts of different shit. This is where we, this is before we broke their Enigma, Enigma machine. And uh, so they had. Dude, they had the Enigma back then, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, like, that's, that's like. Totally what happened. Yeah. Oh it was God. a machine, and then they like crossbred it with a mushroom. And now it's yeah. <laughs> it was like some sort of like Hitler alien like thing going on, and yeah, well, they could have died, dude. Right. Well, man, I'm. And we I'm still grow it to right this now. day. <laughs> are you like, uh, are you like insulting us, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, just I'm just, just people in general. <laughs> from Portland. <laughs> from from Portland. <laughs> Why would anybody like? I'm sure there's probably still at least four sane people that live up there. But, like, why would you if everybody's just trying to, like, it's a fucking no, mess. No, I no see sane pictures. people live there. No sane people move there. I see pictures and videos, like, coming from there. Like, 
Portland's like an hour, like the vicinity of Portland, and drive from one end to the other is like an hour or two. So like a lot of people that are like not in 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 Portland, that's kind of like where there's normal people. But like you get into Portland City, there's just not a single normal person. Portland's just it'll forever be that way. It's just dude, I've I've just seen pictures and it's like a third world fucking country, man. It's bad. Mm. It's, no, there's like places, I have, it's not that bad. It's just like LA though. Like it's you go down the wrong. It's just like LA like though. That. <laughs> yeah. That's not a, that's not, not a good comparison there. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just like LA. <laughs> I, have, oh, I have friends that I have friends that work uh, at EMS that are up in that area. We talk on the boards and shit, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, dude, no, it's, not a good it's like <laughs> straight fucking zombies everywhere. Uh, since Damn. Oregon was Oregon basically decriminalized everything. And yeah, you uh, probably have like at, a ten percent chance to watch an OD if you're at a restaurant in public. So <laughs> like it's I'm moving. Yeah. I'm moving. Yeah, you're at fucking Chuck E. Cheese and your kids like <laughs> your kid your kids the kids are so fucking used to it that you've got these kids <laughs> are just like standing around waiting for someone to fall out so they can steal their tickets. Right. <laughs> they're they're pulling they're pulling bodies out of the fucking uh, the what do you call that big pen with the big balls the jumpy thing yeah the ball pen the ball pen yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I happen. found one more yeah. time and then we can take her tickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoa <laughs> these are thoughts that keep me out of the good schools. <laughs> oh shit, dude. All right. Everybody back? Yeah. What do All you right. Do? No, I just lost everybody for like uh, five, six seconds. Whoa. Everybody lost you. We were all here. You were just lost. Yeah. Ah, that's just, that, I knew it was one or the other. <laughs> uh oh. This has been a fun one. You guys have been fun to talk to. Yeah, thank you. No, yeah. we just lost him. We just lost oh, him. Oh, no. shit. Yeah. Oh, no. He'll come back. We got to have a fight. Oh, okay, well, you said you're not. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 see a, I see a gray screen, so. <laughs> well, well dude. Yeah, no, dude, I'm here. here. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Any more this, questions? Anything to add? Any sort of bitches, grabs, complaints? Um, this is this was totally totally fun though. You know, <laughs> try and yeah. have fun with it. Of course. No. Stone looks like he dropped off. Can you hear us, Stone? Yeah, no, I can hear you. I was oh, that's sweet. You. Yeah. So no. generally, uh, when it comes to the the end of this uh, podcast, is that we usually. Uh, uh, Try to go around the room and say something positive. Everybody try to say something positive. And we always start off with Deadpool because we like to throw him on the damn bus. Oh, right. <laughs> right, whatever. Just remember that um, every day it's a new chance for you to screw up again. And, and those who doubt your ability probably have a valid reason. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's fucking wholesome. That's wholesome right there. Right. That's all. Very real. All right. Stone, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I don't know. If you can't find a way to be happy, you could always smoke weed every day. 
<laughs> There's some wisdom in that. Change it. It'll just change your face to constantly smiling. You can't do anything about it. We're chronically depressed. There's, 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 there's that too. But uh, just, just not caring. Yeah, just not caring. Just depressed, but not caring. Well, that's, a, that's a good thing. That, that's some low hanging fruit to aim for. Blissfully, de- blissfully depressed. There we go. All right, carrots. What do you got, bud? Um, I'm feeling really positive about like water. Um, water is really cool. We need water to like live and stuff. Like, if it wasn't for that, we'd be all be like dead and shit. And mushrooms need water too, so you know, and plants. You are high as fuck. You are also, water is corn documentary. Corn, yeah. bro, dude, corn. Nah, dude, fuck corn, dude. Nah, dude. United States, you're a corn person. You're like seventeen percent of our diet is corn or something, and it's just growing. Seventeen percent of your diet is corn, dude. It's like the national, like just an average. We are corn. Yeah, I know, dude. I learned that. I saw a documentary. We are really corn and water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit, dude. It's not my fault. Okay. It's not my that fault. Was, things got interesting there. Uh, something coming from me is something positive. Uh, let's see. Shit. Uh, I like you're it. Never gonna, you're probably not going to fuck up no matter what you do. As bad as that one asshole washed like a five-gallon bucket of Orbeez. Because that was a pretty big fuck up. Don't be the Orbeez flusher. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him on. The, I'm gonna get him on the show next week. <laughs> Anytime you feel bad about yourself, just think of that dude who flooded his town with Orbeez. Yeah, yeah. You can always go up from there. If y'all, uh, so uh, if y'all got, going through anything and need to reach out to anybody, you need to talk to somebody, you can always join our Discord there and talk to us. Uh, we. Serious note, we do like to want to make sure that none of you that are depressed uh, are alone. You can always hang out with us and be depressed with us. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) we love our listeners. We enjoy having uh, feedback from y'all. You can get a hold of us on our uh, email. Send us hate mail. Tell me how stupid and racist I am. Uh, that would be fafocult at gmail.com. I will personally let you know uh, that uh, I am everything you hate. Uh, if you want any sort of cultivation, <laughs> if you need any sort of cultivation supplies, some grain spawn, substrate, and the likes, you can get a hold of Deadpool through our Discord. He's the person who is making it for all of us at the moment. If you'd like to go ahead and send us any sort of uh, monetary donation, we promise to use it for nothing good. It'll just go straight to any sort Hookers of... And blow. Hookers and blow. Yeah, straight to Bakery. And to keep this podcast <laughs> going, you can do that at the, by Venmo at Fafocult or Cash App with the dollar side Fafocult. Our We're constantly adding stuff to our Etsy, and it's got a lot of cool shit on it now. 
Um, that is going to be fafficult.etsy.com. And the link to our Discord will be in the show notes as well as all the other links and crap we've talked about today. Except for Orbeez, because we've decided that's a terrible idea and we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I like yeah, nobody needs to. I'm doing, I'm doing it. Yeah. We're all going to do it. Do you know, I wonder if some asshole's <laughs> eaten Orbeez before. Somebody has to have eaten Orbeez. Like, just like a spoonful of Orbeez. Oh. <laughs> Challenge Orbeez. accepted. Make your rectum turn into that. <laughs> Challenge unaccepted. <laughs> That's the jingle for the day. Nice. All right, guys. It was wonderful having you all on. Uh, thank you. We love our listeners. We're constantly getting new ones. Um, Europe picking up quite a bit. Australia picking up quite a bit. Strangely, Thailand picking up quite a bit. A bunch of people in France just recently started adding, and a whole bunch of people are still using uh, one of those redirects, uh, what do you call them? The ISP redirect things to show that they're in fucking Boulder, Colorado. There's no goddamn way half of the city of Boulder, Colorado is listening to us. Like, uh, unless we're just the coolest people in Colorado. They have a statue there with us, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember posing, but I might have been drunk. <laughs> Everybody's just, everybody just has like a, one of those, uh, you know, mask your IP things that just showing up that they're in Boulder, Colorado. Like, every, there's like, 25,000 fucking listeners in Boulder, Colorado. Right. I don't know, dude. If they can't find me, I don't know what to tell them, dude. I'm like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you for coming on, and we'll yeah, catch y'all next time. Catch you later, guys. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. guys. This has been fun. <laughs>